We're so excited to announce our brand new sponsors, Future Farm. Future Farm is Brazil's number one meatless meat brand that has now landed here in the UK. Their product range includes Future Burgers, Future Sausages, Future Mints and Future Meatballs. Ben and I have both tried these products and can confirm they are absolutely incredible. They are so popular in Brazil that the locals even call veggie burgers Future Burgers. Now, that is influential. All of the Future Farm products are made from soy, yellow pea and chickpea protein. This combo makes a meatless meat that not only tastes amazing, but is so good for you and the planet. Their products contain 100% natural ingredients, all certified vegan and gluten-free, and they also contain no GMO nastiness. You can purchase all Future Farm products in Sainsbury stores across the UK and online from £3.80 per pack. If you're planning to eat less meat or looking for a new meatless meat to add to your fridge space, then give Future Farm a go today. everyone and welcome to two v's and a pod with me izzy the vegan and me ben's vegan kitchen in this podcast we'll walk you through the landscape of veganism through the eyes of two pretty relatable day-to-day vegans and over the series we plan on discussing a wide range of topics that you may have pondered upon whilst being vegan or even whilst deciding to take the step we are back ben and i are so excited to be bringing you series two of two v's and a pod We had so much fun making the first series, so of course we want to give you more. Yes, it's great to be back and we have some brilliant guests lined up for you this series. Kicking things off with this week's guest speaking to us about all things meatless meat. We have Pedro, the marketing director of the wonderful Future Farm, which originated in Brazil, creating the most delicious meatless meats. I don't know about you, Ben, but I've missed the podcast. I feel like I've been away from it for months. I know, I was telling you just before, it's literally been about a week and a half, if that, I think, since we ended season one. There's <laughs> been a little bit more, and obviously by the time this goes out, it will be uh, probably about a month since the end of uh, season. Is it season one or series one? I think season's the American way of saying it. But Yeah, producer Cal was not keen of a, with us saying season, so <laughs> series it is. <laughs> Series two is going to be bigger and better and we're bringing you amazing guests such as our um, lovely guest today, Pedro. And we're going to do things a bit differently, I think, for this series. Um, Whereas before, you know, we were having a chat amongst ourselves for about 20 minutes and then we were bringing in the guest. We've decided that you guys want to hear from the guests more. You want to find out more about their story, give them more time and us to talk with them. Hi Pedro, we are so excited to have you on today. It is our first episode of season two. So Pedro's here from Future Farm. How are you doing? I'm really, really well and really happy to be here with you guys uh, today. It's a pleasure to be sharing a bit of our journey and, and excited for the conversation that we're having. So Pedro, something that we like to ask all our guests, we're super interested in what your three course death row meal would be. What are you gonna have? It's a hard question, right? Like my my three last meals or my, my full last meal on on this planet and I'm not I'm not sure if I'm coming back as the same person. So it's like it's a very comprehensive uh task. But well I love I love bread, I love dumplings, I love everything that has a dough. Um so I think maybe I would go for a full platter of dim sum and spring rolls and, and sourdough bread with wow. olive oil, salt, almost like just for me, 
maybe some um, uh, carrots just like to, to play like the healthy guy uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this this would be for opening opening the, the opener right the main like I I cannot help myself of thinking of like huge double vegan cheeseburgers with a lot of rice. Nice. Uh, um, and maybe on, on how I'm feeling on that day, uh, vegan milkshake, of course, uh, or or just some really cold, sp sparkly. <laughs> It's about pleasure, right? Um, and of course, like having the 2030 uh, uh, Future Farm burgers there. Uh, and some really good folks, uh, for or, or or vegan cheddar and like caramelized onions and oh yeah, I think I would have be caramelized onion. and maybe some greens as well to play the same role as as as, as the, the, carrots. the carrots before. <laughs> 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 and for dessert, actually, this is a shout out to the to the guys from from Hakine Gelato because I've just uh, started having their plant based uh, dark chocolate version. And it's like, it's addictive. It's 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 not from this plan. It's like, I I cannot believe how they made it. It's crazy. It's like, I've probably put up uh, one or two kilos in the past two weeks. Hey, you know what? So supporting independent places also amazing. I know Izzy, you're a big fan of that. So yeah, you're going out in style. Not only eating load of junk food, but you're supporting a local business as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They are doing it right. That sounds absolutely delicious. I think I would have to involve... If I was having a burger, you have to just go out and have the milkshake as well, don't you? Because that's just a classic combo. Do you have a, a certain milkshake flavor that's your favorite? Like in, in Brazil, there's like a thing called ovo malchini. That's like... Ha, ha, have you guys heard of it? Is there any similar? Yeah, like I, I, yeah, I think they sell it here like oval, oval malt. It's like a... It's kind of like Horlicks, I think. It's oh. like a malt flavor... Like it's not a it's not a flavor. It's like the inside of a Malteser, basically, right? Oh, yes, nice, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's crunchy and it has texture and it's super super sweet, uh, and and maybe with some caramel as well. You know what? Not one person in all of series one and now in the beginning of season two has said about having like a beer or like a, a, a like a whiskey or something nice True. like that. I'm no surprised. one's mentioned alcohol at all. I'm getting they? I'm getting hammered. I'm going out in style. <laughs> I'm just gonna get absolutely hammered and just enjoy myself. Well, yeah. of course, like we could have a bottle by by our sides, right, and just like dry it. Uh, probably you can't, you can't have a you, you can't have like a, a glass of wine and like a milkshake and a burger your, your brain's gonna explode <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can mix it all it's a new category of mil of milkshakes right the alcoholic ones yeah, yeah. you can have a dirty shake there you dirty go sorted sorted pedro we've spoken before i've already heard your story but i'm excited for everyone else to hear your story because it is super exciting and interesting. I run marketing for, for Future Farm here in the UK, in Europe, and what we call the rest of the world. Uh, and actually, it's a, it's an honor to be part of a company that I think it's part of a new way of doing business, right? That a lot of other companies are also part of it. That's creating these ecosystems of positive impact. So to drive positive impact, positive impact. I think it's important to drive it from within, from people's habits, through culture and, and through consumption, right? We are, we are beings that we like to exchange our time for money and then we exchange our money for things. 
and, and, and why not uh, uh, building uh, systems that actually whenever people are buying the things that they love or eating the things that they love, you're actually driving positive impact, right? And I think we're living this amazing, amazing era in society that you can combine pleasure with something that's positive for your body, for yourself, for the planet. So probably we won't need to escape to Mars, right? <laughs> probably we will be able... <laughs> fingers to, crossed, to, fingers to, crossed. To be in our planet, right? And, and when I joined Future Farm, I think almost six months ago, but I've been somehow close to Future Farm since its beginning. Um, it's an amazing company and, 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 and it's an amazing product, right? And, and I think it plays this one of these pieces of the puzzle of creating a, 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 a better planet, right? And a better relationship with the things that we do. And it's crazy because who would think that in a country such as, 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 as Brazil, right? Uh, as big as it is and having this super deep and rooted tradition of meat eating and, and the agro industry and it being part of uh, showing off your wealth. So there's a lot of cultural aspects that are intertwined around the act of eating meat in Brazil. So uh, it's about our cultural habits. It's about uh, uh, people uh, making more money and, 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 and wanting to uh, uh, eat things that are perceived as as more quality, right? Or, or, or that will put you in this, in this uh, upper ladder of society, right? And it's in, in line with China, for example. So countries that are on development, right? Usually people that come from uh, less privileged or less affluent uh, uh, parts of society, once they, 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 they start to make more money and etc., meat represents wealth, right? Yeah. There's still this, this, this thing that I think it's important for us to, as a category of, of, of companies and allies that are, that are pushing this new way of consumption to demystify or create a different relationship. I think wealth for me is being healthy. <laughs> and then I can talk a bit about, about my personal journey, but it's, it's wealth for me is having time to do things that you love. It's enjoying the planet, it's, it's, it's taking care of yourself and being connected with uh, uh, the environment that's around us, right? There is a great uh, uh, syntropic agriculture uh, in Brazil called Ornes Grosch. Probably I haven't pronounced his name correctly. I can send you guys uh, it written down. And he's one of the pioneers of syntropic agriculture. That is uh, not an evolution, but a different way of looking from uh, biodynamic agriculture and, and, and organic agriculture and, 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 and understanding this fluxes of uh, uh, interdependency between all other beings in the forest, not just, not just the plants, the trees, the climate, the animals. And he says that we are, we are not intelligent beings. We are part of an intelligent system, right? I think this is, this is really interesting to have in mind. So uh, coming, coming, coming back to Brazil, so people eat, still eat a lot of meat. Like you go from a uh, publication saying that 80%, 90%, 75%, 92%, doesn't matter, right? It's like a lot of people eat meat night and day. That's such large percentages. That's crazy. And then that's where a, like a vegan meat company began. 
And it just seems that, like that's such a mismatch for such an amazing vegan meat company to begin in a country which has that high percentage of meat eaters. Yes, and, but at the same time, what's interesting, right? We have this high percentage of meat eaters, but at the same time, we have abundance of good quality vegetables, right? And through technology, you can add value to that because Brazil is recognized as a big exporter of raw goods. So we export a lot of soy, we export a lot of uh, uh, unfinished goods and, and adding value to this abundance of, 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 of vegetables that we have by transforming them through technology uh, into something that's super tasty and that can drive change, which is plant-based meat, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you cannot drive change if it doesn't taste really, really good. If, if it doesn't taste good, like people that eat meat uh, um, every day, they, they won't change. Right, because in, in the end of the day, ah, the vast majority of, of people, at least from, from my point of view, they are still about the, their world first. If you are able to manufacture and, 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 and to create this product that makes people, that allow people to have pleasure when they're eating, people, like most of them, they, they, won't, they won't care. So how can you make uh, 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 people that eat meat pretty much every day to think about substituting their eating, right? Yeah. And, 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 and this is what probably helped Future Farm to grow really fast, being the pioneer in Brazil. There we are called Fazenda Futuro, uh, which means Future Farm. <laughs> uh, 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 and, and by delivering these products that delivering texture, delivering juiciness, and, and, and delivering this meat-like appeal for meat eaters. And, and, and what's amazing as well, you know, you say that, and... There's no GMO, there's no artificial anything. Um, it's gluten-free as well, which is a, is a huge thing, I think, compared to a lot of other products on the market, especially in the UK. Um, you know, what Future Farms has done is is devise something which really does taste like meat without any of the... I think people always have like a, a comeback when you're talking about some of the, the rivals and if I can name them, you know, like Beyond Meat and the Impossible Burger and you know, even more UK-centric companies like Richmond and uh, Meatless Farm who are all making similar products. I think what you guys have done is you've you've removed the argument and the argument from the meat eaters is always, but it's full of gluten, which is bad for you, or it's full of all this other stuff, which is bad for you. It's highly processed and, you know, it's actually probably better for you to eat meat. Well, I mean, no, but... <laughs> like, for, for me, I've I've had all of these products. I think I've tried, especially when it comes to, like, burgers. Like, burgers, I think, is the one thing that everyone has tried. But yours, for me, I think, just stand out because of the... You can taste, and it's like, I guess, when you're a meat eater. You can taste when something is, you know, a cleaner product, that something has, has you know, I don't want to talk about meat too much, but, you know... I'm not saying free range tastes better, but the more you pay for something, the better quality you'll get. And you can taste the difference between eating at a, you know, a, a steak restaurant like Gaucho to having a, a, a two pound cut of beef from like Sainsbury's. But with your guys, it's, you know, same sort of price range, same sort of product, but it's superior. And that's just a fact. And that's my opinion, but it's a fact. <laughs> Again, you're saying, you know, the burgers, the sausages for me were incredible. Like, I have always been, like, Richmond sausage through and through um, the vegan Richmond ones. And then I tried your guys, and I was just mind blown. Because the other <laughs> sausages, like, they taste nice, but they're kind of maybe a bit squishy or mushy. And they don't quite have that, like, really meaty, juicy texture. Like, 
firm but kind of squishy at the same time but like <laughs> well it's a it's a brazilian style sausage it's 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 not that english style sausage which is just like it's yeah it's it's got that snap i compared it a bit pedro is it fair to compare it a little bit to i think kind of like a somewhere between a, a chorizo and like a bratwurst it's got the the snap of like a bratwurst but that spiciness of like a chorizo and and, and do you know how we create this uh this crunchiness. Uh, plastic. By using seaweed. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, re- we, re- we remove plastic from the oceans and we hi- hydrate them and we make them eatable. Upcycle. <laughs> it's upcycling plastic, right? No, it's, it's w- using seaweed, right? And this is in, no the, in the essence of future farm. It's like hacking the systems, right? Uh, it's not because no one has have or has done it before that we cannot do it, right? And it's about this obsession with uh, R&D and this obsession with uh, our uh, uh, three principles for developing products, which is about taste, right? It needs to taste really good. Then it needs to be healthy, right? Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It needs to be healthier than meat. And you've mentioned like the the processed side and and the lack of GMOs. Uh, All ingredients are natural, right? And they need to taste really good, they need to be healthy, and they need to be good for the planet, right? Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. So our founder, Marcos, uh, he's our uh, uh, also head of prod- product development, he's, and he's obsessive about uh, uh, us developing our products, right? And in Brazil, you cannot uh, use, for I think obvious reasons, um, you cannot use a plant that produces meat to produce vegan products. So we had to build our own plant uh, with our own machinery and building our own, like, <laughs> technology. When you said a plant, I thought you meant like a plant that grows. Like you a, mean like, yeah, like you a, mean sorry, a, f- a factory, plant. yeah. We, we both, <laughs> yeah, we did yeah, the yeah. same thing. I was like, you can't use a plant that's used to make, I was like, hang on. I was like, what? What's going on? I was like, do they mean the grass that the cows <laughs> eat to the grow? Same. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything is made from plants, right? For so sure. <laughs> in yeah. the end of the day, yeah. we're all plant-powered. But it, but it, it, you cannot use the same factory that processes meat uh, to animal meat or old meat or whatever we want to call it, right, uh, to do plant-based meat. So we had to be creative. We started in... in, in, in the, <laughs> we bought an old Domino's factory. And, and really? this is where it all started. Yeah, so we hacked <laughs> their factory and we, we, and, and, and we need to be creative, right? Um, um, and again, like the challenge is how can you make a product that's superior in quality so you can conquer the hearts and, and the bellies <laughs> and the minds of, of the meat eaters, right? And the palate, uh, without, uh, um, making the planet pay the price. So all our, our ingredients, they are deforestation free as well. Uh, uh, and they are all natural, GMO free, etc., etc., etc. And the challenge is not, uh, uh, again, not, not soy is not the problem, right? Sometimes people think that soy is, is it, it's a problem, but if you source GMO-free, deforestation-free soy, it's still the best crop uh, to deliver protein um, to us, right? Soy is just another, like, stupid argument that non-vegans will use to say that, you know, veganism is just as disrupt- uh, destructive to the planet um, than the meat industry. And they'll always say soy uh, though you know soy, soy. It, it you know it gives you man boobs and it's bad for you and um it causes all of this stuff like there's so many 
But what they also myths. say about soy is that obviously soy use up loads of land, but it's such a ridiculously high percentage of soy is grown to feed the animals which you're eating. Like the large percentage of soy isn't to make vegan products, it's to feed all the animals that you're eating. So that's another argument, which is rather annoying. But hey ho, they're always going to find something, aren't they? And that's what I was really interested in. You saying obviously Brazil is 90 odd percent meat eaters. When this business was opened up in Brazil, was there huge backlash? There, there is always uh, there, there will always be right because uh, uh, there is still a big part of the country that is it's traditional, right? Brazil is a part yeah. part, part patriarchal society, and you have uh, institutions that will fight against it. When we first launched in Brazil, uh, one of the biggest meat producers, uh, they are called free boy which means uh like uh free ox right a free cow but not free as being free free as like um a colder chamber right so they're they're called like free boy and then we we, we started actually the company uh with a motto of uh freeing boys like freeing, I love freeing that. the cow. <laughs> freeing we, the boys. And we got sued. Like, <laughs> it was really? crazy. <laughs> of course. Like they, 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 the thing is, we, we add value to the vegetables. We create something that changes eating culture. And then the meat package, they started to shake and, and, and to be afraid of us. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with no uh, apparent reason, right? They, 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 they think that, um, well, we think that we can disrupt them and they, they think that we are a problem to the world and, 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 and actually, I think they are a problem <laughs> to the world, right? Now in Brazil, like, people don't say vegan burgers, they say future burgers, yeah, is that right? Yeah, like, because it was the first, uh, the first mover in the category and delivers something that has never been seen before. It has never been... So, the, the name of, like, the whenever people were searching for, like, a, a, a vegan meaty burger right they're like oh do you have like a future burger here like do you have that that future burger it became a thing in the beginning because it was it was so new that's incredible it's nice right and we didn't have the first layer of the plant-based meat substitutes in brazil which were not very pleasant in the beginning right we had this advantage as a company in brazil because we didn't have this 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 first perceptions in society that it didn't taste that well yeah right so we were or or the text texture wise, but there was there was backlash, but then we were able to represent a progressive way of seeing things, and championing those kind of conversations, about about being this kind of alternatives. Yeah, you've got to focus on the positive and the progression rather than there's always going to be people that have something to say, and you know you're you're creating more competition for them. So clearly they're not going to be happy about it. But you've got to just not give them the attention that they want and just focus on you and what you're doing and pushing forward this vegan meat. Yeah, and not and not uh, laying guilt on meat eaters, right? We don't want to build uh, longer bridges, yeah, or walls, right? We just want people to to see that it it's doable, right? We still like I'm not I'm not unfortunately I cannot even be a vegan because we need to taste the animal products right to see if we're getting there or not. Oh, interesting! Is that how you kind of t- taste test the vegan products? You'll try an animal product up against it and then say like, oh no, this isn't got quite the right flavor or texture compared to that. Yes, and we have all wow. we have all sorts of different uh, um, data points, and we have control groups of the same people 
and then we are always comparing against meat everything that we do because th this is the objective right is to be yeah smack bang alternative and with uh our new range of meat and our new range of burgers and, and meats and meatballs that we are launching in the uk around mid-may i think we <laughs> we got to a very 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 interesting place so that's that's like the the 3.0 right it's like the next one up yeah yeah it's the next upgrade but we are calling it the 2030 version and it's it's connected with uh the the un 17 pillars for a more sustainable and, and, and actually for us to be able to live in a planet. Uh, it's the 17 pillars for their 2030 plan, right? And we couldn't wait for 2030 to arrive. <laughs> we had to do it today. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. I tell you what I'm excited for now the weather's getting a bit nicer. What's that, Izzy? Barbecues. Ah, oh, me too. To be honest, it doesn't matter if it's five degrees, if the sun's shining, then I'm keen to wet the grill on. Our sponsors, Future Farm, really do have the products to take your barbecues up a notch this summer. Their future sausages and burgers are perfect for grilling. The future sausages are definitely my faves. Their products on the barbecue really are a game changer. All the flavour, texture and juiciness of meat without harming animals or the planet. You can purchase these incredible meatless meats ideal for barbecues from Sainsbury stores nationwide and online. Oh, I have a question because obviously, yeah, you know, course. you mentioned about like the people still having to taste the meat and then compare it. I know there's been an argument before with, um, I, I can't be sure if it was Beyond Meat or if it was the Impossible Burgers, but one of those two companies, if not both, um, do the same thing. And you've, I've heard criticisms, and I'm not saying these are my opinions because they are certainly not, that you can't call yourself a truly vegan company because you are still paying into that industry. For me, my opinion on that is this. You can have a factory full of people making vegan burgers, and if they all left and went to a, like a company barbecue and they ate normal beef burgers, for me, it's the same thing. Like People are allowed their choice, and not everyone who works for Future Farms has to be vegan. Um, it's, it's not a sustainable thing. It's not a logical thing. But people will say, because you guys are you know, eating meat and you're still consuming and being part of that industry, you can't really call yourself a vegan company. I disagree with it, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that argument. One thing that's really important about Future Farm is that wherever we go, we carry the flag. So whichever opportunity that we have to talk about the company, we are always very proud we are, we, are, we are sales reps in the end of the day. We sell burgers, right? And we sell plant-based burgers. So uh, you always, uh, uh, if you go to a, a, a gathering of the company or anything like that, we'll be eating plant-based <laughs> burgers and we'll be bringing plant-based burgers to the barbecues that we arrive because it's about conquering the extra space. When, when, when I say, right, that we, we need to test animal protein, uh, uh, it's because this is the journey that we're in. We are here for the, the, the other 90% that are not vegans yet, right? We want, we want to create the solution for vegans that, or for people that made the transition and, and they're still somehow, they like that cultural moment of eating that burger that resembles that juiciness or that moment or, or that affection, memory that you have around the table, right? We want to be able to offer that. But at the same time, 
we need meat eaters to eat plant based. Right. Yeah. This is the cheapest uh, the cheapest ticket to stay on earth, right? Yeah, the whenever we kind of chat to vegan companies, they do tend to always say that their main audience isn't necessarily vegans. It's all the people that they want to turn vegan. It's that there's a whole new audience, there's a whole new customer there that you've got to dip into. And again, like the vegan community, it's really really important for us, right? It's uh it's it's very very important that we're close that we listen to feedback that we try uh, to please with uh, the, the right kind of assortment and and, 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 and and doing the right things, right? But in addition to the vegan community, right, there, there is the other part of the cake that we just we just need to be ultra relevant to them because they're, they haven't been converted yet, Yeah. right? And our, and our mission as, as, as a company is, is, is to change uh, the, the way the world eats meat, when we look to the future, like we're like, fuck, man, like we want to be co-creating this world where animal protein will be obsolete. From from Future Farms, obviously, you're a Brazilian company based in South America. For me, like I have a lot of followers from the UK. And, you know, as I mentioned before, earlier on in the show, the UK has like a at the moment, like a very oversaturated market. We have... You know, if I name all the brands, like I don't really want to because this is an episode about future farmers, but there's no, so but many other allies, no yeah, worries, man. There there are so many other brands out there where you can get, you know, the the four products you've released so far, you know, you've got burgers, sausages, meatballs and mints. You know, I can name five or six other companies that do mints, that they do sausages, they do meatballs, they do burgers. A lot of the time my followers from Canada and the United States, they'll message me when I'm posting like a picture of a new product and they always say Oh, you guys get all the new stuff. Like we never I have always get here. that from Americans. Yeah. They're always saying, "Oh, I wish we could get this in America." In England, you have so many options. We barely have any. Yeah. So my, it's ex- exactly is my point. Like I think it's not just me. There's loads of people that feel this, and America have stuff that we don't. There's like egg products that they have that we don't. There's always going to be a difference. But what was the thinking behind? I guess you know, from a marketing point of view, to go into a place such as England, which, you know, is a small country with a small population, um, millions of miles away, well, millions of miles, thousands of miles away from Brazil, and try and, like, break that market that is already, like, oversaturated, as opposed to trying to go to America, which is, you know, by all intents and purposes, just up the road, um, you know, not a short drive. Obviously, America <laughs> is, is just enormous. Um, but what was the thinking of going to Europe before trying to go to America? Mm-hmm. No, this is a great question. We are actually... Uh... We'll be launching in the U.S. soon. So for the audience of the program, right, you guys, um, you won't need to complain about not having future <laughs> <laughs> We'll be launching soon and, 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 and it will be amazing. We have uh, a local team there as well. And for us, actually, here in London is our, is our, uh, it's our global headquarters, right? We, we, we have, uh, now we have four for uh, uh, futurists that are British that have just joined the company, so we are we are we are a bunch of uh, crazy entrepreneurs trying to make it happen here in the UK as well. Um, of course, it's a it's a mature market for brands. It's a complex market, but the UK has something that I don't know if it's it's because of the history of the country of trading for so many years with all these other places in the world and all the ports and uh, receiving people from all over the world. There is, there is openness, right, for things that are different. 
and the market is big. Uh, it's probably the second biggest market you can find. Uh, so people are willing to eat better, to eat more, and to try new things. Uh, and 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 we found these great partners to launch the brand here. And then it made sense to 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 be here, right? And 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 that's why I'm I'm based in the UK. Uh, we have, as I said, our four other colleagues uh, that are that are that are British. Uh, we want to be part of uh, uh, the community here. We want to be be part of society, and 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 we will be growing, right? We've just kicked off, uh, and our global team will be here as well. Yeah, and and you said you know you and all the other brands, you know your friends, and I understand where you're coming from from a, um, you know, a, from the point of view of. You know, you you are all with the same mission of getting people to consume less meat. But have you had any like issues with any of the other companies in the UK around launching? We've been monitoring like all the the comments, like uh, and even like people say that sometimes uh, uh, reviews in Sainsbury's can be a bit harsh uh, on the products, and we've we've all our products are like four point five or like almost like five stars. Uh, overwhelmingly positive comments from like 99% of uh, all our customers and, and all conversations in social media. Uh, and again, we are, we, are, we are not this like gigantic like corporation. We are just like a bunch of guys back in Brazil. We saw this opportunity at first, right? We we're like, fuck man, there's this, this, this big bad corporations disrupting our, <laughs> the nature, right? Let's try to disrupt them. And it started like with three people and then it grew and we are now globally almost a hundred entrepreneurs, right? When we we are connected because we think that Future Farm drives more value, right? And and it's not about uh, us coming from a different place and wanting to conquer. No, like we we are humble. We we think we have a nice product and we just want to, to offer it to people, right? Exactly. I'd love to hear a little bit about your personal journey with Future Farm as well. So how did you find Future Farm? What was your passions? Have you started eating less meat? In the past three years, I, I lost uh, 35 kilos. Wow. I, I don't know I don't know how many stones, but probably a lot of stones. Lot. <laughs> many stones. <laughs> many stones. Five, five and a half stone almost. It's crazy. That's incredible. Incredible. Yes. <laughs> and it all started from a health concern, right? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I lost my father uh, because of uh, a disease that is about your lifestyle, which is the Lou, Lou Gehrig disease. Uh, and it's about what you eat and, and the, the amount of alcohol that you put inside and stress and smoking, etc. And I figured out that eating was probably, eating and my habits were probably the best medicine. And I remember his doctor, his, he was a neurologist. And this was the first time that I said, mm, there's something wrong about eating meat because he would repeat like meat doesn't work well with human bodies. Like it's, it's bad for your brain. It intoxifies your, 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 your system. Right. And then I decided, man, like I need, I need to stop. Uh, I, I, need, I need to change the way I eat. Uh, and this was the beginning of the journey. And at that time I, I, I connected with, uh, uh, more with Buddhism and, and, and started to figure out that, well, I, like all other beings are sentient. Who are we to take their lives? Uh, we need to respect uh, our, our core 
co not colleagues, but our, our flatmates on earth, right? We, we, are, we are all living together yeah. here, you know. Uh, and this is where, where my, 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 my journey started and uh, trying to reduce my meat intake, reducing, 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 dismystifying all the myths around what you're letting go and eating meat. At, at least for myself, I've, I can see like lots of benefits of eating very, very little meat. Very little, very few. Well, guys, I'm trying to do my best with with English, being myself. <laughs> but uh, um, um, but uh, um, and this is where it all started, right? Uh, and it's been a journey, and I think this is the beauty of the category because you have all you have a lot of different starting points, and people get to this place and and and, and plant based meat. In Future Farm today, we are about plant based meat, but we are. We're expanding, right? We're expanding probably to different categories and and different ways of uh, consumption, right? In the future, uh, but that's the the beauty of the the plant based category as a whole, not just meat, because it's this conversion point from all those different journeys, right? So people come from healthy concerns, from from animal welfare concerns, from religious concerns, from uh, uh, there's environmental as well environmental like w w sometimes we even forget about talking about it because it's the most obvious thing right it's yeah. like it's <laughs> like if if you eat one 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 uh future farm burger you're saving 20 baths in a bathtub right 20 showers in a bath like it's crazy like sometimes we like we try to reduce our water uh, uh, consumption and turning off the lights and etc. This is just like a small fraction of the impact that you can cause if you just don't eat meat, right? So you have all these these starting points, and then the category converges, and then it's a it's a door opener to different ways of eating, right? And and then and then yeah no, and then my 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 journey with Future Farm. So I know the founders will work together back in AB and Bev. So Future Farm started. Uh, as 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 this vision from Marcos and Alfredo of disrupting the, the 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 disruptors of the Amazon and 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 adding value to the abundance of vegetables in Brazil, right? And and and, and to using technology to do that, but only natural ingredients, right? And actually, they have this mission of impacting the world positively through nutrition. And they had the first uh, they founded the first wholesome juice company in Brazil. I think back in 20, 20, 2007 or nine, and it ended up being sold to AB InBev, uh, which is the biggest brewery um, in the world where I used to work uh, before moving to the UK. Ah, okay. And we met there, uh, and I've, I'm, I'm a fan of, of Marcos and Alfredo and, and of, 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 of the partners of the company. Uh, very, very nice and, and, and vision-led people. Uh, and then... I moved to the UK. We started. Uh, uh, um, um, we we actually we've always been in touch, and then there was uh, the. It got to a time that they're like Pedro. Do you want to join us and help us uh, with the expansion of the company? I said, man, of course. <laughs> it's like uh, I, I I truly believe that brands are are tool for change, and for for positive impact. So, I think this is the right, it's the right place. But like for you know not without giving anything away um, because obviously there's always going to be new products and new innovations but 
What is the future of Future Farms looking like over the next couple of years? So uh, we're bringing the, the, the 2030 version to the UK uh, really soon. And I want, I want, I want to have you guys tasting it. Like it's mind blown. <laughs> it's like I'm signed up already. I'm there. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. We're doing some experiments in Brazil with fish, uh, with uh, bacon using yuca. What's that? Is that a no idea. yuca? Is manioc? It's like uh, it's uh, it's not potato. The right word. It's a tubercle. Starchy something. It's a starchy. Yeah. 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 Uh, that use its starch for doing a lot of other stuff. Like it's it's an amazing superfood, uh, and we're trying to transform it in, into bacon. There there are a lot of stuff. Uh, some I cannot tell yet. <laughs> but, but it's uh, <laughs> that's uh, fine. That's fine. It's it's about uh, it's about things from the land, things from the sea, uh, and and we are constantly doing new stuff. Uh, the chicken we are launching here in the UK as well. Mine and Ben's faces, we just look so yeah. excited with everything you're saying. <laughs> it doesn't help that it's like, it's almost dinner time and neither of us have eaten. And I'm you're feeling... just like chicken and bacon and fish. And... <laughs> the fish is what excites me the most. Because what I was saying before we started um, recording was the sea spiracy that I watched. And my boyfriend turned to me and he, he's been cutting out a lot of meat recently. And he said, there is no really good alternative for fish. There's a couple of things out out there but nothing's really hit the nail on the head that I'm kind of wanting to rush to the supermarket and get there's one thing like the M&S fish cakes I really like but apart from that I'm not really keen on a lot of vegan fish so if you guys venture into that I will definitely volunteer as a taster <laughs> as well <laughs> no that's great great to hear you you guys will be the first ones then to, to have a taste of the innovations that are to come Oh, but they're exciting yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Official so, tasters. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of stuff, and 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 again, like we are we are obsessed about innovation. I definitely think everyone needs a little bit of Future Farm in their life, one hundred percent. I think they definitely do. And as Pedro said, you can obviously purchase them in Sainsbury's. So get yourselves down to you know Sainsbury's and pick up something from Future Farm. You will not regret it. Yeah, you have Sainsbury's. You have the vegan the vegan kind supermarket that delivers, I think, almost nationwide. Awesome. Uh, and, and we're expanding probably to local, uh, to a local grocery shop soon as well. So if people want to pay, pay us a visit at um, futurefarm.io, we have our store locator there. Uh, you can find the nearest store. Uh, and, and the future is bright. Like, imagine, guys, like, the transformations in culture that we are about to see, like, and, and the new generations, it's, it's amazing, right? When For sure. Wow, well, it's mind-blowing. I would never not be vegan because I don't want to miss out on being a part Definitely of something that, not. that's so yeah. exciting. So exciting. And honestly, speaking to you, Pedro, you're so passionate about this. And it's honestly just, like, amazing. Like, I feel excited right now from speaking to Come you. Come on. So thank you so yes. much for coming on. I can't wait for everyone to listen to this and get just as excited as we are and eat your burgers and your sausages and your mints and your meatballs. Great, guys. Get on it, team. Thank you for listening this week. It feels so great to be back. 
We absolutely loved chatting to Pedro. I'm sure you'll be rushing to buy some Future Farm products soon. This show was produced and edited by Callum Goddard Mocklow for Apricot Audio. And we'll be back next week with another episode for you. But in the meantime, please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Available on all podcast platforms such as Apple, Spotify and Acast. And if you want to keep up to date with all the latest happenings, then remember to follow us both on Instagram at Izzy the Vegan and at Ben's Vegan Kitchen. We'll see you next week. See you later.